Hey, you've checked out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast, and this is round two. Before we dive in, I want to tell you thank you so much for all your support for the podcast. Don't forget we are on Patreon. If you want to throw a couple of bucks at the podcast, it's at patreon.com slash goodadvice. If you want to get your business talked about on the podcast, you can do that via that Patreon. And as always, man, I am so appreciative. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the support you've given the podcast. Having said that, enjoy this episode. Here comes your good advice. Hey, thanks for checking out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast, bringing you another round two episode. This is where I sit down with not just one of my favorite, but one of your favorite guests returning to the show today. And we've actually doubled up. We actually brought back Terrell Turner and the person who's the brains and the beauty of his business. We brought his beautiful wife, Lola Turner, as well. Together, they're the founders of the TL Turner Group. They help businesses analyze and understand the financial financials they need to improve profitability. They're also the creators and hosts of the Business Talk Library, as well as the Finance and Accounting Show podcast, both of which, what the heck you doing? You got to stop listening to this episode. You need to go subscribe to those podcasts and check out one of those episodes. Terrell and Lola, great to have you here today. Thank you so much, Blake. That was one heck of an intro. I fully agree with everything that you said. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thanks for having us back. You know, I guess when you told me I was coming, you wanted me to come back. I'm like, you know, I, I got to make sure I bring like twice the amount of value. So I brought my wife with me this time. <laughs> you are a smart, wise man. Now I, I got to ask, how long have you guys been married? Five years. Yep. Okay, yeah. cool. My wife and I are celebrating seven years in about a month. And oh, wow. nice. she turned to me, she turned to me a couple of days ago, maybe it was for Valentine's day. And she was like, remember when we were like first married and like, we met people like at our church who were like, yeah, we've been married for a decade. And we were like, oh my gosh, that's forever. <laughs> you know? And it's, it feels yeah. like after a couple of years, it's like, man, I'm really, I'm, I'm really married to this person. It's, and it's for forever. And you know, for exactly. better, all the fun that comes with it and some of the challenges and well, uh, happy five years to you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. And it's so funny because we were just having that conversation on Sunday. Like, Terrell was like, I was like, oh, you know, I feel like we've been married five years, but it doesn't quite feel that long. And he was like, yeah, I think it's because we're in it forever. Like, there's no, <laughs> <laughs> this is just the beginning. So we can definitely relate to that statement. And you guys, uh, a little bit like my wife and myself, you guys run your own business and are enjoying the world of entrepreneurship as well as the world, uh, for better or worse, again, the world of social media, which both of you are active on. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what's it like doing business together. It has been very interesting starting off because I always say it's just like that, that role confusion. And I was a compared to like, you know, like imagine if you were watching a movie and the actors and the actresses didn't know what role they were supposed to be playing. It would be like absolute chaos. And that's kind of how it was for us in the beginning, because like, you know, we'd have conversation. I'm like, OK, am I the husband now? Am I the business partner? Like which one should show up to this conversation? And I think we, neither of us were prepared that, you know, there was going to be kind of that role confusion. Um, and I think that as we began to like have some, there were some challenging conversations because like, hey, the wrong person, the wrong version of Terrell would show up in a conversation. 
Um, and we talk about it like, okay, no, I wanted my husband, not the, you know, not the, the CEO. I want my husband back. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. That person needs to show up. But I think, you know, it's been fun. I mean, really learning that because, you know, that's really taught us to pay close attention to like our clients as we're working with them. It's just understanding where are they at when they approach a conversation, which has allowed us to help them make the mental shifts. Because when it comes down to dealing with money, money's emotional. So you really have to understand where people are at and then help them make steps forward from there. So that part has been huge for us. Yeah. And I think it's also helped us learn more about each other. Like you, you know, you learn other aspects. It's one thing to have someone talk to you about how they work at work. Like, oh, my day was just, you know, good or my day was horrible. Like this is everything that happened. But when you actually get to work with the person, you're like, oh. So maybe that point you made about your manager was actually true, you know, or or maybe that point that you made that your manager gave you feedback on was actually true. And so I think for me personally, like Terrell said, I think in the beginning it was a bit challenging because I wasn't really sure, like, what do I want in this moment, in this conversation? And I had a higher a higher tendency to say this, you know, of, of taking things personal, but I think it's just understanding we're building towards something and trying to keep the emotions out of the conversations and really being, being being aware of the fact that, hey, this is my husband and he wants the best, not just for me, but for us. And I really think if you approach it with that mindset, it really puts things into perspective. So it's been a learning lesson. You know, it's almost like this. um, I kind of feel like doing business with your significant other, it almost teaches you to be a better communicator. And throughout, you were also saying this a second ago, even being a better listener and how that's that's affected your customers and how you serve them and what have you. But, um, you know, there's times where Joy is talking to me about a business problem she has. And so I jump in as the consultant, <laughs> co- this is what you got to do. And and she, she didn't even really care what I thought. She just wanted, like, you know, like we just said, she just wanted a husband who could be uh, um, not even so much comforting, just kind of like affirming, just like, yeah, right. totally. I Oh, I totally, that is really annoying. That is really frustrating. But instead I'm like, well, why are you doing that? Why are you dealing with that? This is what you need to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I think me being a better listener, but also her coming to the conversation with, hey, this is what I need from you right now. It almost mm-hmm. feels like that relationship, that that communication piece of the relationship, doing business together it really has an opportunity to grow that, which I don't know if I expected that. I don't know if you guys expected that when you first got into business. No, I, I don't think we expected it at all. I mean, I think it was just one of those like, oh, man, I, I get to be in business with someone who knows me. I love I like being around them. They like being around me. At least I hope so. <laughs> so, I mean, when we jumped into it, I don't think we really had the expectation of like the personal growth and like the communication growth that it would bring. But I will say, you know, it it was going through a couple of rough conversations, but I think we're so much better as professionals, as business owners, and I think just better in as a couple because of working through those things, like you said, is now we're a little bit more clear on the message we're trying to communicate or like, hey, this is why I'm bringing this to you or, hey, this is what I need from you to where it takes out the guesswork. So the other person's not stressing like, am I going to say the right or wrong thing? Mm-hmm. But I think when you improve that communication, it just brings so much value and less stress. Agreed. Now, do both you guys, uh, in terms of like pinging off each other's personality, is one of you like the big picture vision-esque type of person and the other one's kind of like in the weeds day to day? Are you both one type of deal? And so it's kind of like, wow, we really, we're both, we suck in this area. I mean, what what does it look like when you guys work together? 
I can answer this. So I would probably say I'm the visionary, like visionary from the sense of I'll come up with this massive idea. Like, babe, I think we should do this. Like, I think it's such a great idea. I think we should be on Clubhouse. Like, I think we should be putting content. I think we should be having conversations every single day on Clubhouse. I think we should do this. I think we should do that. And then like two days later, he's like, hey, so that plan that you brought up, like, what's the next step? Like, how are we executing on it? And I'm like, oh, um, I don't know, but I have this other idea that I think would be amazing. And so it's always interesting with us where I usually am the idea. I'll bring up the vision, the idea, and they're great ideas most of the time. And usually when it comes to executing, that's where I really am challenged because I'm so focused on, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And Terrell's just like, look, I just need us to focus on Mm -hmm. this piece and I need us to execute on a daily basis. Like how do we break down that big vision into actionable steps. Because what I oftentimes find is I have the big idea that when it comes to the actual execution, I feel overwhelmed very easily. And Terrell is really good at stepping in and saying, I already know you and I already know you're going to be overwhelmed with this idea. So how do we break this down? Do we even need to be thinking about that right now? So do you, would you, do you agree? No, I, I would agree. I, I think that definitely the, the way it's not a trick question. I promise. I, I feel a little sweating a little bit. Just <laughs> do you agree? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. It's not a trick question. I, I, I do. I do agree. I, I think that. Yeah. When, I mean, and I think that's part of that journey of that. I think every entrepreneur has to go through. But I think, you know, with working with your significant other, you know, it's closer to home. So you're forced to learn that faster. It's just being comfortable with what you're good at and what you're not good at. Because I've seen a ton of entrepreneurs that, you know, they're not working with their significant others, but, you know, they're they're out and, you know, working with, you know, strange who were strangers at one point and they feel like they have to be something that they're not. But I think when you're working with your significant other, like they know what you're good at and what you're not good at. You know, there's a little bit more of that kind of that safety factor or less ego for you to be honest, like, you know, for my wife to come and say, you know what, I realize I'm not as great at executing on these big ideas. And me on my side, is just kind of like, well, when it comes down to the big ideas, I'm not going to lie. That's, that's not my strongest suit. My strongest suit is I can take any idea, break it down, and then lay out the plan of how we can get there. As long as you're willing to do the work and you have the patience, like I can do that. And so I think once we started respecting the skills of each other, I think we started working together better because there were points in time where I wanted to come up with ideas and I wanted to plan. And I'm like, you know, you're either going to be the visionary or you have to work, focus on execution, but it's trying to do both just created problems for us. Well, it also feels like, you know, that the art of staying in your lane, I think it's challenging sometimes because, you know, there are so many experts on social media who are all telling you, telling us as entrepreneurs to be something, you should be this, you should be doing this. Um, a really, uh, a, a really practical example is, you know, when you're running a service-based business, do you do refunds or not? And so personally for me in my contract, I have a no refund clause, but anytime there's an issue with the client or something comes up or like inclement weather, what have you, I am easily always like, Hey, don't even worry about it. We're going to work it out. It's not going to be an issue. And if we have to, Hey, here's your money back. We'll make it work at a future date because I really believe in customer service. 
But you see people who on this topic of like refunds, for example, it's almost sort of like this um, boss babe. I don't know what the guy version is, but like this, you know, uh, you're the man, make it happen. Don't give refunds, you know, and it's just weird. And and I don't want to get too off base here, but if I'm a new entrepreneur and I'm listening to this and my forte is not necessarily engaging and building relationships with customers, but I'm really good at whatever I deliver on. Well, when I'm listening to that kind of, of, of um, communication, it can really put me in the wrong lane that doesn't set me up for success. And so it, it, it almost feels like we're all sort of trying to battle the, the constant noise that's happening on social media. And fortunately for you two guys, it feels like each day you have each other to look at and say, okay, sort of like uh, re-anchor yourself a little bit. Yeah. No, I totally agree because there have been times where like, you know, Lola would see something or hear something, some expert on LinkedIn recommended this and she'd bring it back. And I'm like, I don't think that really fits with the strategy we're going with. Or sometimes like I'll come back late. Hey, I heard about this idea. And she's like, you know, I don't know if that really fits in the context of what we're doing to where I, I totally agree. It's just being able to recalibrate because like you said, there are a ton of experts trying to tell you what to do. And a lot of times it's some way connected to their offer that they're going to sell you of like, Hey, you need to do this. And By once way, you start doing it, you realize, deal. yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, check out my website. I can tell you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I got an ebook on this. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, 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 you know, you guys, you're in a unique position. I, I don't know how common it is for uh, partners to, uh, for, for two spouses to be in business together. Um, I've always felt like my wife and I, it, it's a bit of a rarity in, in the sense of we're each running our, our own business. What do you think about people, entrepreneurs maybe right now who are listening, who they they are in the business alone and their spouse is either um, working a nine-to-five job, maybe they're staying at home, but they're not engaged in the day-to-day part of the business. What advice do you have for an entrepreneur who maybe feels this tension of, even though they're in a relationship with this person, that person's kind of outside of it? And there's sort of like mm-hmm. this expectation of okay, where's this business going? What are you doing? You know, what, uh, we, maybe we even gave up some of our salary for this. What's happening? How, how can people walk that in a good way? I'll let you answer that for your that perspective. Is, yeah, that's, that's a really good question. So I will say, I guess, just to give some context, when Terrell and I first started or when Terrell first started, because prior to him leaving his nine to five job, he was doing um, obviously the business talk library, but was also offering consulting services kind of like on the side, like pro bono, but also getting paid. And I remember I just, when I came out of college, I just felt like I'd studied enough. Like I, I felt like CPA was, was good enough. I didn't want to do anything else. I'm like, I just want to be paid. I just want to make my money. I want to get whatever I'm going to be paid. I want to work a corporate job. I don't want to do anything else. Like, I'm just fine. I just want to take trips, go to Paris, live my best life. Like I'm not trying to do much more. And I remember when Terrell and I first got married, that was an area of tension for our marriage because I always knew Terrell was driven. And even when I met him, he was doing consulting, right? On the side. And I think for me, I was just resisting it because I was like, I just don't really know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm grounded in the security. And I remember I was having this conversation. I think this was really kind of when the light bulb went up for me. He was like, I just want you to know that I will have no hard feelings if you decide 
that you don't want to do this. Like you don't want to be involved in it. You don't want to invest in anything else. You just want to work your nine to five job. Like if that's what you decide that you want to do, like I will be perfectly fine with it. But what I don't want to happen is four years down the line or two years down the line when I'm traveling and when I'm, when I'm running my business for you to feel like that is a part of my life that you can't connect to. And for me, that light bulb really went off. Cause I was like, man, like for you to have built this business to the point that it is four or five years down the line. And for me to look and see that that's not a part of it that I'm connected to is something that I personally didn't want to miss out on. For me, it was just, I want us to be so closely knitted that I'm like, this is a journey that we walk through together. And I don't have to be fully engaged in the day-to-day. Like even now, Terrell's doing the business full-time. I'm still working my full-time job and I'm helping, but just knowing that, hey, we're in this together. We're working, walking through this journey together because as you go through the process of building your business and, and you know this, you go through the process of growing, like you're changing, you're discovering things about yourself. And if you're partner and your spouse is doing this and you're kind of on the outside looking in, there's going to be a lot of things about them that you're going to miss. You're not going to feel like you have the ability to relate. So my advice would be decide where you want to go and and what you're okay with it. And if you're okay with, Hey, like I'm perfectly fine that this is, this is your business. This is a part of of your life. I'm okay. Not being involved in and knowing then I think you're okay to just have that conversation and be transparent with your spouse and say, Hey, like I'll support you. I'll encourage you. I'll cheer you on but I don't really want to be at that level of detail and involved or, Hey, like I want to be involved in every single part of what you're doing. And for me, that was the decision that I had to make was like, I don't want this to be such a big part of Terrell's life that I miss. And for me, that was really big for me to say, okay, you know what? I want to go on this journey with you. So I think ultimately it's based on the outcome that you're trying to get for your relationship. And Toro was very, very cordial about it. He was like, I'm just tired of pushing. Like I'm tired of trying to constantly get you involved. And I think he kind of just got to the point where it was like, okay, these are the options. And these are, this is the likely result for each option. You just pick which one you want. And I think that really helped kind of ground things for me. And I was like, yeah, I definitely don't want to do that. So what's the alternative? (laughs) Yeah. Terrell, do you agree? <laughs> I do agree. <laughs> I mean, and I'll also add to that. I think for I'll speak from the perspective of if you're the entrepreneur and you know you want your significant other to be involved in what you're doing. And I think, you know, this isn't always the easiest advice advice to accept, but I mean it is that, you know maybe they don't want to go on that, you know, close for journey. So you have to be okay with the fact that, hey, they may not want to be your business partner. They may just, you know, still want to keep, you know, your your relationship intact, but they don't necessarily want to be involved in your business. And I think, you know, you got to have an honest conversation and be willing to accept that reality Or it may just be like, hey, I want to be involved, but I want to do this, this and this. Because when I, you know, left my full time job to focus on the business full time, like I said, Lola still has her full time job. And and for her level of involvement based on like her excitement or her enthusiasm at the time, it was just like, hey, what I need help with is sending invoices to the client after I do the service. And that was all she did. And she was fine with that. And I think as she started seeing the money come in, she got a little bit more like, I can do a little bit more than just this. (laughs) And it's just like, for me, it's like, I understood that's just where she was. Whereas she was working a full-time job and 
send the invoices was the extent of what she could do. And then we started doing a little bit more um, and to the point now where, like I said, we're able to offer some of our services in Spanish, which I don't speak Spanish. I mean, she has to handle all of that or whatever, but it just took time to get there. So I think for a lot of entrepreneurs that want their significant and other involved, it's just understand that, you know, they may not be ready for all that. So be patient with them. Maybe they do something, you know, take baby steps or the reality of it is maybe they never really get involved and you just got to be okay with that reality. Yeah. I think getting on the same page is healthy advice. And again, going back to that communication piece, um, I, I didn't really plan on this being like sort of like the relationship podcast, but uh, you guys are giving so much great advice. I do want to ask uh, about uh, your business in general. You know, Terrell, you came on the podcast. I can't remember when it was. It was a while back. Uh, obviously, it's great to have you back on again. I want to hear a little bit about uh, what's going on with the TL Turner TL Turner Group. I also, you know, since you were on the podcast, you've now doubled your podcasts. Now you have two. I guess one, I don't know, man, one is enough work for me. I guess it wasn't enough work for you. But um, I'd also love to hear about the podcasts. And it just feels like anytime I'm scrolling through LinkedIn, I'm just seeing these great sound bites and these great clips. And Lola, I don't speak Spanish, but I am mesmerized anytime I'm scrolling through and I see this conversation in Spanish. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing. And I guess now that I've clicked on it once, now I'm getting other other like uh, stories on my LinkedIn that are in Spanish from people I don't even know. And so <laughs> anyway, that's, that's kind of what's going on with me, but talk to me a little bit about what's happening with the podcast. Where's it going? You know, what's, what's sort of, how are the, I feel like you guys have always been so good creative in terms of your creativity. What's happening with the podcast and the business right now? Yeah. So I'll let you talk about the podcast. I'll talk about the services. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Right now we have, we just recently launched the finance and accounting show. So like Blake said, yes, we, we do have a, a couple of podcasts coming out every, I don't think we plan, well, I don't know. I don't want to say, I don't think we plan on doing it anymore, but who knows? Hey, maybe. But um, I think right now our biggest focus and why we actually started the Business Talk Library was to educate business owners and entrepreneurs. And with both of us being in accounting and finance, we felt like that was a space that really wasn't... Um, tapped into, like there's information out there, but really a way to kind of break it down and keep it simple. So the finance and accounting show for us is really just a platform that really addresses finance and accounting topics, not just in general, but specific to businesses as well. And so for that, really our intent there is to educate, keep it practical. And then um, also we have uh, CFOs that come on the show. So just to kind of talk about advice that they would give to different business owners and entrepreneurs. And when we originally started the business, Talk Library podcast, we were doing interviews. And then every other day, we were kind of doing accounting and finance content. And one of the things that we found just from the feedback we were getting is, okay, I really like the accounting and finance content. How do I find more of it? And so for us, it was, okay, how do we really focus on the audience that needs this information the most? And so for us, it was really breaking it out and saying, okay, the interviews are one thing. There's a lot of great value. People love that. How do we provide an outlet that still addresses some of the accounting and finance questions that people have that maybe aren't at the point where they need to hire someone full-time um, in terms of CFO services to provide that. So that was kind of the finance and accounting show. And then Charlando Negocios, which is the Spanish podcast that Blake was referring to, is really providing the same level of information, but now doing that in Spanish. Because 
we found that there's been obviously a lot of growth with Latino and Spanish business owners, specifically in the U.S. So that's our target audience. And also for us in North Carolina, I think we've had about a 200% growth in Latino business owners alone over the last five to 10 years. So I think there's really a, a, a good basis there in terms of the people that need the information and providing in a way that they understand it. And then also featuring different business owners on the show to address those. So those are some of the things that we're doing with the podcast. And uh, really for us, it's really how do we overall as a business talk library bring clarity to entrepreneurs? We want it to be somewhere where people feel like they can go for any topic related to business and they can get it. It it makes sense. They understand it and it's simple to follow. And I've always liked that about y'all's content. And it's, it's, I think this is why Terrell in the first place, I really enjoyed talking to you and why I felt drawn to staying connected to you. Uh, And actually for our listeners, it's why I support the Patreon for you guys and why listeners, you got to check out the Patreon, which I, I apologize. I don't have, I didn't expect to plug it, but now I'm plugging it. What's, what's the link for the Patreon again? Patreon.com slash business talk library. All right. So for my listeners, you, uh, you can't make me be the only one who's on here. I'm sure they have plenty of people, but you got to jump on this Patreon. Um, but, but Terrell, one of the things I really liked, and it's one of the reasons why I started my business is it felt like there was so much fluff out there when it came to mm. giving someone insight for their business. And, 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 and I'm, I got insight just from scrolling through LinkedIn, seeing one of y'all's uh, conversations on cash flow and how cash flow isn't just the amount in your bank account. And like really, because it really feels like cash flow is one of the most um, painful issues that business owners have to navigate. And so you're giving advice that's tangible, it's simple, it's easy to digest. And I think that's why I really like y'all's podcast so much is because it, 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 there's no fluff in it. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just like, here's what you got to know. The other thing I really like about you guys, and it's not a strong point for me is y'all do so good production wise. I feel like there's always this pizzazz to it that I'm just like, dang, these people are so gifted. Um, you guys have put a lot of love into what you're doing. And I think it's helping a lot of people. I feel, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I will say Lola's done a lot on, you know, coming up with ideas about how do we make the show look better because it used to just be, you know, I hopped on a Zoom and whatever the black box around the Zoom pictures were, that's what I went with. And she was like, ah, we need to step it up a little bit. So we came up with some ideas. And so she had the idea and she, you know, showed me some things and I'm like, okay, all right, how do I put that into a process? Like, how do I create a process for the idea you just gave me? And we really worked on it and, and, and got it down to a point where like now I think, you know, when we do the editing, it takes us maybe about less than 15 minutes to edit an episode. Um, and so, I mean, it, it's really helped out uh, a ton. Um, and I guess, it, it, you know, we created a one of the things that we started doing with some of the stuff we we're creating with the Business Talk Library and with TL Turner Group is we created, you know, courses. And what I will say is, like, I created a course on where I literally walked through how I edit it in less than 15 minutes. And what I'll say just for your audience, Blake, we'll give that to your audience for free. So you let me know. I'll send you a link and we'll give that. They can get that course for free and just how to edit in less than 15 minutes because, that was a big headache of like trying to create shows. I mean, that's why we were able to do two podcasts now mm-hmm. instead of just one. Well, I, I love that insight because I was talking, I was talking to a business owner about this, but then I was talking to my wife about it. Uh, and, and I don't know where this kind of idea came from, but I was kind of thinking of like, 
I think I'm watching too much Marvel because you know Marvel has like the Marvel <laughs> uh, content like universe or whatever. Yeah. And so I was thinking about like the good advice content, like where where does all the content go? Like where do I store it? How do I keep it? And I was talking to a business owner on this whole concept of how do you create uh, content on social media? How do you be active on social media? And what I was explaining to this person was, I said, you know, you have so few hours in the day, you can't be that business owner who's going to be consistent, and yet you're spending two hours editing a video. Mm-hmm. So Terrell, I think you've just pointed out one of the great insights that's for, for our listeners who are trying to get active on the social media game, part of the secret sauce isn't just, you know, whatever insight you have to share part of the secret sauce. And this goes back to the power of consistency and showing up every day or my dad, who's 75 likes to joke that he wants his clients to know that he's not dead yet. And so he wants to show up constantly You know, to be consistent, you have to create a process that isn't exhausting. It isn't time consuming. Uh, That's what I've tried to do with my business. And it's awesome to hear that you have found a solution. Uh, I'd love to get that video. And for the listeners, I'd absolutely love to share it out uh, as well. Um, I don't have a follow-up question from that other than just like, that's a really great insight. That's a great insight for how people can stay active and consistent on social media. Yeah, I mean, because it can be very overwhelming. I mean, when you think about the idea of like, hey, you know, I need to constantly be in front of my prospective customers or clients or even the people that I've already done business with, because if you don't keep the relationship alive with them, the next time they need your type of service or product, they might go somewhere else. So I think, you know, it can be overwhelming. And one of the things that I realize is that, you know, I got to have good processes. I think when you and I talked, and I mean, that was something that you talked about and I gained from one of your videos about, you know, you got to have processes that you can repeat and keep consistent value because marketing and that outreach isn't my strong suit. I mean, our background is accounting and finance. So I learned it from videos that you put out or content that you shared about, you know what, I really need to figure out a process that allows me to stay consistent because if I'm not consistent, I'm not going to really see the value of this because I mean, when you start putting out content, it takes a little while before you start seeing the return on it. Mm -hmm. So you got to stay consistent until you can start seeing, you know, those inbound returns on your effort. It's it's like, um, you know, so clubhouse got brought up earlier. I feel like it's always excited to be like, I'm on clubhouse, you know, like to be able to tell people you're on it. Um, and I've used it a couple of times and it's fun and it's, it's great, but, but it's kind of like whenever TikTok became really big in the sense of people were like, you got to get on TikTok for your business. And it's kind of like, okay, yes, I may do that, but I can only dedicate this part of my day towards it. And speaking to this concept of processes, it feels like one of the other things that's a challenge for not just entrepreneurs, but small business owners is recognizing boundaries in their day. So like Mm -hmm. a great example, this might be something like, okay, I need a new website for my business. And rather than, and no one wants to do this, but rather than paying someone to do it now, now I'm going to spend the next 60 days becoming a web developer so I can make (laughs) my own website. But that's, that's where we go a lot of times. And that's like, we don't really have these healthy boundaries for how we approach the next step in our business. Um, you know, Lola, you're sort of the visionary, the big picture type of person. How have you developed those boundaries where, you know, you have an idea, but you also don't indulge so much that, uh, you know, you're going an entirely different direction with the business uh, or even just, just very simply spending time on things you don't need to spend time on? 
That's such a good question. So I would probably say Terrell is my anchor a lot of times, a lot of times. Like sometimes I'm even like nervous to bring ideas to him because I'm just like, oh, here you go. He's going to shut this idea down. Like, oh, this is not good. Like what? I don't remember what idea did I bring to you? Oh, let me tell you this. This is funny. I brought an idea to him last week about us taking new photos, you know, because I'm like, hey, you know, branding is important. Like the last time we took photos together was like five years ago. I think we need to, you know, spice it up like website, you know be in line with the quality of content we're offering. He's like, so how much is it? And I was like, well, you know, there's a $1,500 package, which will just, you know, cover this. And then there's the five grand, which is kind of like the whole experience. Like, why not? And he was like, um, yeah, I don't really know that that's what we need to be doing right now. Like, and that was his feedback. And I remember initially kind of being bothered because I'm like, I know this is best for us. I know this is what we need to be doing. And he's like, well, I'm not saying it's not what we need to be doing. I'm just saying, I don't think it's best right now. We have other priorities and other things we need to be focused on in the business. And so I'm also learning to do that to myself where I'll be like, okay, in the context of all the other 17 things that I need to do, especially because I'm still working my my full-time job is in the context of all the other 17 things that I need to do. What's a priority? What needs to be executed today? Right. And I'm, I'm learning that from Terrell as well as breaking it down into little processes and branding may be awesome and great, but is it really what I need to do? And and Mm -hmm. often, Oftentimes I have to learn, um, you know, continuity over perfection, like just Mm. get it out there, be consistent, continue. Don't try to make it perfect because to be honest, if it was just me, we probably would only still have one podcast because I would be trying (laughs) to perfect that one podcast. And I'm like, I think we can update the photo. I think we can do this. I think we can, Hey, I think we need to transcribe the pot. Like I would have found things to improve. And I really feel like the volume is really what has gotten us the visibility and just, continuing to put out the information because it's like, hey, we have good information. Don't be so focused on perfecting it because you have this vision of how you want it to come out. Like just focus on executing. And and that has been, to be honest, something that I'm still learning. Um, And I think it's just for people that are like me is just kind of grounding yourself in something. If you have a partner or even kind of just reminding yourself like, hey, I need you to kind of scale back a little bit. You're going too far. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if you don't, even if you don't have that partner, it's, it's, it's what originally a strategic plan was supposed to accomplish. Exactly. <laughs> this very simple document, which not, you know, not the 200 page, you know, dust collector, you know, under your yeah. door or whatever, but a very simple document that keeps you on point for frankly, shiny object syndrome, or I want to go this way, or I want to try that. Yeah. Or, you know, now there's this new thing that I want to get into. Uh, and it feels like even that we've made overly complicated and, and almost somewhat, somewhat not functional. Um, but yeah, that's good advice though. I appreciate that perspective. Terrell, do you have anything to add? Yeah. I mean, I would say, I think staying really close to your, your customers, because, you know, as she says, you know, I become her anchor and part of what my anchor is, is I'm constantly talking to my customers or prospective customers Mm -hmm. and I'm really paying attention to what do they actually care about? Um, and so when she brought me the idea about the branding and I'm like, well, I talked to, you know, like in 2020, we did, I did 232 interviews on my show. And I'm like, every one of them complimented us on the branding. So that doesn't sound like something we really need to put our energy into changing. I'm like, there's some other things that they talked about that, hey, maybe those are more important. And I think, you know, sometimes when you're running a business that I, even with my clients that I work with is I'm, they're like, hey, well, we want to invest some money over here. I'm like, well, 
have any of your customers mentioned anything about that area? And they're like, well, no. Then I'm like, how do you know you need to change it? Because <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like, I feel like this is the best place yeah. to be. Yeah. Well, and that's such such a common um it's such a great insight on such a common expression that many of us as business owners feel is this is really important for my business. And then when you step back and look at it objectively and you ask that question, okay, who of my customers actually want this? I think that's, mm-hmm. that's a really great um, thing to put your idea up against uh, and measure. Uh, we're, we're running out of time. Terrell, I want to hear a little bit about the TL Turner Group and what's been developing over the past year. Uh, before we spoke, uh, the, the last time we spoke, it was pre-COVID. And so I have to naturally see how businesses are doing, how they've evolved during COVID. But more importantly, for people who are listening and they really want that special finance angle to their business, uh, what are you offering right now that can help people? Uh, give us the scoop on the TL Turner Group. Yeah. So, I mean, again, with talking to your customers and listening to what's out there, I mean, we started off, Teal Turning Group was providing CFO services for medium-sized businesses where we come in to be a fractional CFO. And after talking to a lot of people, what I realized is a lot of small businesses really were, were suffering because they either had a bookkeeper who was just doing the bookkeeping in the background may have sent them a report once a month. And then they had a CPA or a tax preparer who they talked to once a year. But I'm like, no one's helping you throughout the year in navigating the financial side of those decisions. So I went back and we retooled some things in the TL Turner Group. And we came up with a program called the Bookkeeper Plus program, where we take care of the bookkeeping plus that analysis that you need of really helping you understand, okay, what do these numbers mean? And, and meeting with our clients on a more regular basis to where we break it down and say, okay, all right, based on the data we're seeing and what you're trying to achieve, here's some tweaks or some areas we need to really reconsider or make some changes on if you want to achieve these type of financial goals. And so that program has been going very well, like I said, as a as a pivot to understanding, hey, what's going on with businesses? And and I think, you know, like I said, because we and that was another reason why we started the find the second podcast, the finance and accounting show is to really address some of those same topics that we're dealing with real world situations of our clients where we talk about the subject matter in the podcast. And then, like I said, we're providing that, you know, that service. And for also one of the things that we've added is kind of, I guess you can almost say kind of a a coaching aspect to where there are, you know, business owners that they know their goals, but they need someone to help, you know, kind of keep them accountable and walking through that to where, you know, we may meet on a weekly basis, like, hey, based on what happened last week, here's financially what you should be looking at for the rest of the month. And here's the pivots. And so we've been able to see that happen for a lot of our clients because, you know, some of our clients that are restaurants, like, you know, while other restaurants around them have been closing as a result of COVID, you know, one of our restaurants in particular, they, they're actually expanding. I mean, they added a food truck. They're actually in the process of opening a second location because they were able to stay profitable because they were thinking financially as they were making different decisions. And so the business has definitely been growing as 
we accepted, you know, the advice and the feedback and the real challenge that, you know, business owners were going through and said, okay, how do we pivot? How do we adjust? And then we've also started doing more, more trainings. Like I'm, I'm working with a lot of the economic development centers and throughout North Carolina of doing classes for them. And some of the classes are pro bono and some of the classes they charge for, but just doing classes, getting in front of people, helping them understand that, hey, finance doesn't have to be that complicated. And but you do have to pay attention to it on a regular basis if you're going to make smart decisions. And so we've been doing a lot of that. And, and I would say for a lot of the, the, the business owners that I'm working with, what I find is the big thing that they need is they need someone that can help them with the bookkeeping, or if they want to do bookkeeping themselves, can show them the right way to do it. And then someone who can actually explain, okay, what do these numbers actually mean? <laughs> what, can, what do I actually need to do in my business to make them better? And so that's the biggest service that we're doing is really helping them understand what do these numbers mean and what do I need to do based on what these numbers are saying? Yeah, it's like it reminds me of I was sitting down with a uh, business owner about a year ago who he to quote him he said he felt like he was just in the in the valley of despair because he didn't know where his business was going to go. And so we were looking at his P&L and I was trying to make sense of some of these numbers and I was like what what is this charge? What is this? And he's like, "Oh, well that's, you know, uh we went to Disney World and oh, we did that and oh, we those are groceries." And I was like, is this just your bank statement? And he was like, well, yeah, I mean, it's my PL. And I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't a, but, but he just didn't know. He just didn't yeah. know. He, he, no one had ever told him. And so, and I would, and I wouldn't have known if I hadn't worked in a business where I was, I was part of the process in keeping that PL active. So I only knew through osmosis, there's so many small business owners out there who, like you're saying, they just, they, they, it's almost like you don't know what you don't know. So how do I make heads or tails of these numbers? Uh, and what a great offering to that bookkeeping plus program. Because uh, bookkeeping in and of itself is so challenging in terms of just knowing what to do. But more importantly, having that person who can say, hey, I'm noticing you're really spending a lot of money in this way, or you're really, or maybe you have this idea, but it doesn't really line up with your financials. Um, getting that added insight, I think is really valuable. Uh, so if somebody who, who maybe they want to follow up with you on that program in particular, what would that look like? How would they do that? Yeah, so they can go to the T.L. Turner group and there is a button on the on the front page of, of set up a free consult, because, I mean, that's where it really starts of really understanding where are you at? What are you trying to achieve? And that free consult gives us that time to really sit down, have that conversation, understand where you're at, understand where you're trying to go. And then we can customize to make hey, a, a service package that fits your needs. So if they go to the tlturnergroup.com, on the front page, there is a free consult button. Click that button, set up some time, and then let's have a conversation. Love it. We are unfortunately out of time. What is next for you guys in 2021 with the podcast, with the business? Uh, tell us a little bit real quick about what, what you're excited about for this year. 
I think definitely growing the the Spanish offering. I think that's a big focus for us. And then just an extra attention on the finance and accounting show as well. We we really find, I think every time we dig in that, oh, there's more things that people don't know. And I think for us, sometimes we take it for granted because we have an accounting and finance background. So sometimes we just assume like everyone knows this. And then after having conversations, we're like, oh, there's still a need for this. So I think for us really in our business, really targeting and focusing. I think when we when we jumped into it last year with the interviews and stuff, it was great. And we were really just going for a wide volume, get as much content out there. But really for 2021, I think it's just target focus on how we how we deploy our content and the people that we help and really helping people feel empowered to take the decisions that they need to in their business. So that's what I would say. Anyway. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, a big thing that I'm excited about is as we kind of worked with so many different businesses and, and created different courses or different coaching programs to help people become confident about the financial decisions that they're making in their business because you know as a business owner you got to make a ton of decisions and you want to make sure that you feel confident about it so i'm very excited about you know helping more businesses like i said with the the bookkeeper plus program it's a newer program and it's you know i think it's a perfect fit for small businesses so i'm really excited about being able to offer that program and help more small businesses get confident about the financial side of their business because what I noticed, like I think about one of my clients where when we started working together, you know, he and his wife were uh, they I could tell they had some tension the first time I met with them. And as we started digging, I've realized a lot of it had to do with their business. And part of it was he didn't really feel as confident about some of the, the decisions he was making. And she was looking at the, you know, the feeling the effect of the end result on the numbers like and I think as we kind of educated them about things and they started feeling more confident about it, I started seeing like, you know, their communication changed and, you know, they, 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 they tended to get along a lot better. So I was just like, you know what, I'm excited about seeing more of that. I agree. Yeah. You agree. went from a very awkward first meeting to not as awkward <laughs> down the road. So uh, Terrell will help fix your marriage as well. If you are in a, <laughs> in a stressful, uh, spousal relationship with your business. So Terrell and Lola, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. This was a lot of fun and I so appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Thanks for having Absolutely. us. Don't forget listeners. You can check out the business talk library podcast and the finance and the accounting show podcast, uh, really anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can also check out the tlturnergroup.com, especially if you are trying to get active on social media, uh, make sure you send me an email, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com, And I will get you the link to how you can edit and produce content in 15 minutes or less. Uh, also, if you are a first time listener, what the heck are you waiting on? Click that subscribe button so you can keep getting good advice wherever you are. And don't forget, Hey, I repped their Patreon. I'm going to rep mine as well. Patreon.com slash good advice. If you want to continue to support the podcast and if you want to get some of our premium offerings, Hey, maybe even get your business sponsored on the podcast. You can check out more patreon.com slash good advice. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you. We'll catch you later. See ya.